Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Hey Listen podcast. It has been a little while. We apologize, but we wanted this one to be a themed Halloween episode. Uh, I am Dizzy Beths and I am joined by... Um, I'm Miss Beltree. And I'm everybody's favorite vegetable, cauliflower. Ah. <laughs> and I'm seriously, I'm a giraffe. <laughs> So myself, Tree and Draft, we all stream on Twitch, uh, if you weren't aware, and Cauliflower often makes guest appearances on our streams, as well as some other streamers. Um, she has an emote. She has an emote now. She's official. <laughs> I've made Tree it. Tree the extra mile. <laughs> the last yeah, episode, Miss Beltree had new emotes. This episode, I have some new emotes. <gasps> uh, my guinea pig emotes have gone live, and they've actually been altered since the last guy, last time you guys yeah. saw them. So they are new as well from that time. They now um, actually have like words on them, so they are they can be used for us purpose rather than just being pictures of the guinea pigs. Um, awesome. <laughs> but anyway, this stream, uh, this stream. Oh my goodness, you can tell I've been doing a bit of streaming recently. We this... shouldn't do this this late in the evening. We're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear this episode um we are going to be talking about some of our favorite scary games or games that particularly scared us quite a bit when we were younger um or even now to be honest uh so who would like to go first i will go first yes. because <laughs> this was quite a tradition in my house and i absolutely loved it i don't Dizzy, you're probably too young. Poor Dizzy, I feel like that's going to be a theme. Like, and on this it, it becomes but, a theme in almost every podcast I'm in. <laughs> because this game, it was a board game, and it also came with a VHS tape. Yes. I know which game she's talking about. And it was called Atmosphere. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you got the game out, and you got it all set up, and then you got these little tombstones. You picked your character of all these scary characters. And you had to write your worst fear on these little tombstones. Oh my put them god! All in the middle, and then you, you have, have to, to be honest. Have to be absolutely honest, yeah. And then you have to put the video in, and you have to press play, and you have an hour to win. It essentially starts with this clock on the screen with this really ominous music in in the back, and it's counting either up or down. I can't actually remember, but you have someone leading you through it called the gatekeeper. And it's like a graveyard keeper, a cemetery keeper. And as the time goes on, he gets like more and more undead. And every now and then he'll just bounce on screen and he'll demand that you do something. It's like the youngest one, you must do this. Or the oldest one, you must do this. And it was great. We played it every Halloween. Uh, we just randomly get Wait, it out. What kind of things did you have to do? Can't even remember. It's like go back some spaces or shuffle the tombstones in the end. Because to win, you oh, have to get to the middle pick one of the tombstones and if it was your fear you won i thought it would be like tell us about your worst nightmare and we'll all laugh at you yeah, or something there's like, there's that. Things like that <laughs> it's like it's, uh, tell a story uh, uh -huh. and things like that it was so long ago i can't remember the specific things i just always remember doing it and i was always the youngest so i was always the young one and my dad was always <laughs> the old one so when these things had to be done it was always me or him <laughs> i was gonna say didn't i get because the problem with back then is that was a vhs tape you couldn't have a variation on it. Like, there was just yeah. one way the game went. I, I yeah. only played it once, but I feel like maybe, because a friend had it, I feel like maybe, like, the the scary things would be less scary if you played it again. Potentially, but 
we didn't play it like every week or so. It was like once a right. year. So you would forget that all you of forget. a sudden this gatekeeper's going to jump on screen and shout something really loud and make you need new trousers. There, There is other versions of it as well. There was one with a DVD and it's a <gasps> pyramid and it's a mummy and you do get the variation on that, but it's not as good. It's nowhere near as scary. I, I do remember it being really scary. Like I, we played it at my friend Simon's house where there was a big group of us and I just, I, the problem is this is the thing. Like I remember there was one bit where like he says, Whoever it is, maybe it was the youngest or the oldest. He was like, come close to the screen, come close to the screen. And so they got like really close to the oh screen and God. he just shouts really loudly at them. I guess it was the youngest because that's how I remember doing that. <laughs> it's really funny though when you think about it because like we were young, or at least I was young when I played it, and you could have just ignored him. Like what was making you do what he said? It's just that you all sort of agreed to like do what the game says. I don't know. It's kind of what's amazing about games, I guess, really, isn't it? Like you all agree to do something yeah yeah you get into the moment of it and i feel like there are quite a few games nowadays that are quite board games and stuff come with soundtracks and stuff to create an atmosphere the one that i was going to talk about is a game called mysterium and it's basically clue or cluedo Mm -hmm. um and you have one person who is the ghost um and they can't talk the ghost cannot talk throughout the entire thing and everybody else are psychics and you've got a soundtrack with it so you've got all this scary music and there's um you've got a clock and that tells you like what turn you're on and so the music has like um clock chimes and things in it um and the ghost hands out these cards which are visions to tell the players like who killed them where they were killed what they were killed with and things like that and there's various different ways you can make it harder with like more cards and things like that but it's really really atmospheric and it's great and i remember um because i played this at university and we just spent hours into the early morning playing this game over and over again with different people being the ghosts and things like that and it's great it's fun. a different college experience that i've had but it's very wholesome <laughs> i mean i lived i lived in a house of the uh we were all part of the board and card gaming society and most of us were committee members so we had board games and that was what we used yeah, to do yeah. like we used to dr- that, that was the way we used to like drink was we would drink and play board games at home very um, wholesome <laughs> but yeah i loved mysterium is a great great game and it's got some expansions and some um, different versions of it now and i really want to get some of the new copies if i can i really enjoy that there's a whole genre of games that are a combination of board game and some sort of app or other digital Mm, medium yeah um so there's along the same lines of mysterium there's uh, well not along the same lines but maybe in the same world as mansions of madness like is a game sort of that has and and XCOM there there are a ton of board games which have additional apps that let you which I mean what it does I think is it does exactly what the that atmosphere VHS did but did but with randomization which makes the replayability of it much better Mm. yeah Um, so you can sort of if you really love a game you can keep playing it because it'll scare you in different ways (laughs) next time and that's uh, that's really adding to it. I think the people who developed these games and these apps are the same people who played the games that had the VHS, and they thought about like what <laughs> could make this better. And you know, the the replayability would be a big factor of that with the VHS, like you say. Carly, you played it once a year and that was okay because you forgot like what was going on. But like you said, if you played it every week, it would get old pretty quickly. So oh, I feel like you couldn't you couldn't have played Atmosphere like once a week because then you would just you, it just 
it's not scary anymore and it was supposed to be scary it's supposed to have you on the edge of your seat and that's what's great about something about that can that build the atmosphere that's going around and create the suspense as well and when you could throw yourself right into it and you can really get joined in on that suspense it really does make it far far more enjoyable to be able to play with people yeah but like yeah for it constantly being the same it's like cards against humanity you play it a couple of times with your friends and it's ends up being like the same things put yeah. down over and over and over again so you you want something that's going to give you that variety to keep you in- involved i i have i see when it comes to board games i have a few atmosphere was the first one in my mind actually when i was thinking earlier because that was when i was a kid and then like out of nowhere i don't know why i didn't think this sooner but like because i was thinking earlier today about like oh scary board games scary board games i looked at my shelf and there's like at least three scary board games on my shelf. <laughs> nice. I have, what you got? I don't have that many scary, um, that many board games. I have a few, but I don't have like a huge number. There's one that makes me really sad because it's so far unplayed. I bought. Do any of you know Betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill? Oh yeah. yes, yep. yeah. There's a legacy version of it. Heard decent things about that. Yeah, I thought it sounded really fun, and I bought it like about a week before coronavirus arrived in the UK. <laughs> So, yeah, I bought it and I had this great plan for like a group of friends who I thought would be really fun to play it with. And um, I think we've got together to play board games like once in all the time since because of um, COVID. So, yeah, that's that's a sad one. Maybe that's good. Maybe it's not. Like the original Betrayal House on Haunted Hill is like quite good, I think. I don't own that one, but like I've played it. But I I thought this seemed fun because it's like, I don't know, I just I really like the idea of like, um the legacy version of it because it's like a spooky house and over time like the stories change the house and stuff that seemed really fun but Betrayal anyway. is a secret identity game isn't it yes, yes. i yeah. think i quite like those i personally um i'm not a big fan of social deduction games um i get very stressed <laughs> they really they really stress me. that's regardless of whether i'm the baddie or the not like i just get because my when i when i lived at my uni house um with all all my board game friends um they used to play a lot of a game called spyfall Mm -hmm. and there's a mobile version of it you can go to like a website and play it and basically the idea is you are at a location and the spy has to figure out the location and everyone else has to figure out the spy and i was terrible at it because it was just an asking questions game so like if you're an airport see everybody in my group started making airplane jokes but the person who was the spy didn't had not seen the movie, so they didn't get it. Um, but it, but yeah, so you, you ask questions and that, and I just I was terrible at it, regardless of whether I'd either ask questions that were too obvious as to where we were, or really obvious that I didn't know where we were. I couldn't ask generic enough questions either way, and it was just yeah, I was really really bad at it. Oh, Is it also I've... that you're not very good at lying? Because because I, I find that yeah. I'm terrible at social deduction games, partially because I just am averse to lying, so I don't want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. if I have yeah. to, also, it's a pain in the ass. I, I can yeah. I, I there's a, occasionally I can be quite good at them. Like I remember playing once and i managed to convince two other people that they that the other one was the spy and i have but that happens very rarely more often than not i'm sitting there going i have no idea what's going on i'm just stressed right now and it's really obvious that i because i'm sitting there like rocking my chair going oh my god i'm the spy like it's it's yeah it's it's very rare that i can actually be I, I lie quite well so yeah i think that also doesn't help and that stresses me out um even further 
Did you do yeah. Among Us during the Among Us craze? No, no. Although okay. yeah. I did. I, and I really enjoyed it. I have found a clone which I kind of want to try, not because it's Among Us, but because it's um, Goose Goose Duck, and you have to find out who the duck is. I, I think I've heard of that one. I, I did play Among Us, and I actually really like those kinds of games where you're trying to figure out who's who. <laughs> oh, man, um, I because it. I'm actually really good at them. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't lie. <laughs> like, I just want to be like, yes, it's me. But I really like the murdery bits. Like mm. I like sabotaging and stabbing people, but if you ask me straight up, are you, are you the murderer? I'd be like, yes, yes, yeah, yes. sure, why not? <laughs> and it was great. So like, <laughs> blood I dripping actually, teeth. I, so I don't know if I've if I've missold because I don't I, I don't actually own it. Like the the betrayal of the house on haunted hill. Like that's I think that actually isn't like that. I think it's I think that one is like you're all doing you all go explore the house together. And then there's a moment when one of you just gets told your role is now changing. It turns out you're the bad guy, and now you've got to do these this this oh, job. So you don't even know you're the bad guy. No, I, I think that's different because I because I actually again like the original game of that. I've only played it like once or twice. I just thought this is quite fun. Then I saw the legacy version and thought, oh, I want to try it because 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 the other legacy games that like I've seen people play, like Pandemic Legacy and Risk Legacy. Risk Legacy just seems. I mean, I'm not that interested in risk anyway, but like, it just seems like everyone I know who's played that has ended up hating each other. And Pandemic Legacy, I probably would have played Pandemic Legacy if I'd had a group to play it with, but now I don't want to play anything to do with the pandemic. It's just <laughs> my current mindset. But there's another horror game, which I, I do own and, and do really like. This isn't, neither of these is my favorite. I'm saving the best one to last. <laughs> but there's one which I think from what Collie said she might really like, which is um, Dead of Winter. And it's funny because what you guys have just been saying, like, I really like the mechanic of Dead of Winter. I think it's really fun. But I hate it when I have to be the, the, the bad guy because I'm the same <laughs> as you guys. I actually hate lying. Like, I hate having to do it. It's like a, a zombie survival setup. You're rolling like a, a shelter and you can, there's like um, different objectives that you can set beforehand um, as a group objective. There's like different stories basically you can choose. But then everyone gets assigned a secret objective as well. So you all have to have a secret thing that you're trying to do, whether you're the, whether you're with the group or against it. And then there's a chance, but not a certainty, that one person will also be sabotaging. But because everyone has a secret objective anyway that they can't talk about, everyone will act a bit weird. Like everyone mm -hmm. has to act a bit weird. Like everyone has to do things that aren't like in the interests of everyone else. I think because I'm so interested in like stuff that's story driven. Like I, I love the story of games like that because mm. to me, the the way the mechanic builds, like, and you've got like numbers of zombies that are like building up at all the different places you can go. And generally like you have like a, a way that like everyone can lose and then everyone's got to, to win. Like there's a collective win you can get, but you also, if you want to be part of the win, you have to have done your secret thing as well. It just like really builds the tension really nicely. And then you get that sort of point where everyone's really paranoid and starts accusing each other. And again, like I don't, I don't know, because like part of me hates that as well. Like I don't love the argument, but the tension of it and like the story of like, oh, I don't know, it feels like a movie. I like that it feels like a movie. Like you're all in there together and and like when you watch those sorts of horror movies, that's what happens. Everyone gets suspicious of each other and they get like creeped out by each other. And then they start all the like bonds you have at the beginning start coming apart. And like, I don't know, I, I like the, the story of it. Sounds like you like chaos and mayhem. <laughs> 
and stories. Not in life. I do like stories. There are quite like a few stories. legacy games that have um, pretty good stories, and I, I think there's a tendency for them to go a bit dark, especially towards the end. So mm. it sounds like you need more legacy games in your life. I, well, that's why I bought the Betrayal Legacy right before the bloody yeah. pandemic. And less and, COVID, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. The world's got in my way. Everyone to choose place. We're going to play this game. Oh yeah, my God. everybody's invited. Honestly, everybody's heard this. I think, um, I think we just need to have a board game night and just bring all of our favourite board games. I'll bring Mysterium and, like, uh, Collie, you can I'll bring, bring a- Monopoly. Oh, no. No. It's <laughs> banned. <laughs> That's the scariest <laughs> game of all. Oh, no, I'm great at Monopoly. I'll be the banker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't, I can't stand Monopoly. <laughs> it's awful. Everyone fights. I mean- That's, like, the only reason that, like... People playing enough to exactly argue with each other. I mean, like, I would love to bring atmosphere to someone's <gasps> house and have a look in that. But oh my god! I mean, this is on a VHS. I mean, is this? Does this even exist anymore? My someone must have put it on YouTube. Someone must have. Almost, almost definitely. There must be um, uh, on YouTube. Seriously, googling? <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, don't worry. We're, I think we're all googling right at this moment. We're on this, yeah. <laughs> So next uh, next podcast, actually next stream, is just going to be us playing Atmosphere and getting freaked out. I wish you were this closer. I'd be well up for that. Oh, I'd be the oldest um, and everything. That's awful. That's um. I am. I'm such a scary oh cat. God. I've never played these scary like jump scare games, and I can't even. I'm looking at this, and it's making me kind of nervous. <laughs> Which is why I can't even tell you what the scariest game I've ever played was. Because if I see something scary, either in a movie or a t- or a game, I'm just like, nope, I'm out. You guys play right. in this room. I'm gonna go sit over there. And the next time you're in this country, giraffe. No. <laughs> yes. I'll hold yes. your hand, but you won't be the young one. I I'll be the middle one. It's. It's okay if all the lights are on and there's like cupcakes and puppies and right, okay. I will bring cup- things. I, I, I will bring cupcakes, but the lights will be on. <laughs> okay, we'll have, we'll have four fluffy things running around our feet. All right, yes. that's perfect. L- lights off, lights off. Got okay, lights and off. we're streaming it. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah we've, we've got to stream it. Yeah, it's quality oh, content yeah. coming up. <laughs> And a busy stream oh, wow. near you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why do you think I put the jump scare sounds in my stream? Even though I'm already playing a scary game, people make oh me God, jump no. even further because they get like it makes it, they love it. They love making me jump. Like when I, I was playing Alien that. Isolation the other day. Oh my God, the doors were slamming everywhere and screams were coming out my ears. It's like, oh my God. Well, of course, chat does because <laughs> being a troll is part of playing. You know, being chat, right? Yeah. And so, that's why I gave you them that You know what's going to come. Oh, yeah. I, I deliberately did it. I knew I knew they'd love you it. You sacrificed yourself for chat. Yeah. That's very, uh, I mean, very courageous yeah. of you. Alien, alien Isolation. I mean, I can't talk a lot about it because I haven't finished it. So I don't know, like, everything that goes on that in it. Terrible. But already it's very, very good at, like, creating an atmosphere and creating, um, you know, a sense of... of always like looking around and you know checking where you are and you're being watched at all times kind of thing you never know where the alien is never and do you like, ever have nightmares after the fact no no i'm okay. i think well, okay. i think for me i think for me because i'm very strange in the fact that i hate horror movies i cannot watch a horror movie i can't watch anything scary <laughs> but it's even more inconsistent i can play horror games and I think in my brain, 
with a horror movie, I have no control over what's happening. I have no control over what the characters decide to do or whatever. This and, that. and with horror games, you, you do have that a little bit, but I have way more control. And I get a gun. So, like, and I'm much happier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. I just give Disney a gun. That's no, what it no, comes no, no, down no. to. No, it's, it's the sense of, like, I, I have more control over yeah. the fate of the character. I, I make mostly the decisions there are some things where you know you physically can't make any further decisions but like i can go hide in that corner and sit there for a good five minutes while i calm <laughs> myself down before i go into the scary door that's just creaked open like i i have a, a, some semblance of control and i think that's why i don't have nightmares with horror games um i hear a cauliflower has a gun in i can get one i don't I, well i have a she knows a guy <laughs> I, I do. Oh, gosh. I, I genuinely do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm, I know giraffe, and giraffe lives in America, so at worst, you'd have to drive <laughs> over a couple of states and buy a gun. I wouldn't That's be too okay. hard. They just go outside and they hand them out like candy. <laughs> Listen, I lived in Missouri for two years. I know that you can literally go to Walmart and buy a gun. Oh, that's Missouri. That's very different <laughs> from New York City. New York City is actually quite shut, like, I, I have heard that Quite when you cross the state line into Texas, there's just two lone rangers at the side of the road handing out AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> just give you a gun. You got us. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I'm amazed. Also, having somewhat recently entered this Blood Bowl community and having the majority of the folks here being Europeans or mostly in Britain, the image you guys have of America is horrible. <laughs> it's just... Wild Wild West out there, but with AK forty sevens. To be fair, though, we we do end up with Americans like just saying to Europe. I'm referring to the entirety of Europe as one entity. It it hey every <laughs> European from every country that I've met so far is is yeah. an identical copy. You guys are complete clones. Well, there, there's two. Same. There's a boy clone and a girl clone, and that's it. <laughs> um, didn't you guys know? Moving, moving on to the next uh, topic. Can I, can I say one more? Can I say one more? Because it's the stupidest yeah, one. I haven't clear. said it yet. I, I have a, a board game called Camp Grizzly that is just like, it's barely a game because it was like a Kickstarter game, which I just loved the idea of. And so I got on it. And it's like a, in like a, an American summer camp. And it's like a horror movie. Like it's sort of supposed to start with like someone the masked killer shows up and he's got his bear mask and he's killed the camp counselor. And then you get like a character and you've got to go and run around while this guy's killing people and find um, different things that will let you escape. And there's different ways you can escape. Like you can escape on a boat or by a van or like climb the radio tower or something. But it's just like, you, you can sort of try and move and like, you know, like his last location. So you try and move away from it. But literally every time you take an action, there's like a you have to draw a card, and sometimes the card will just be like, "Yeah, he shows up," and so it's like completely impossible to to know what you're doing because it's a horror movie, and a horror movie like doesn't actually work like a real thing. I love it; it's totally stupid. And I think I love it because like I can play quite serious games, but I'm not actually a very serious person, and so I think um, I really like that it's like this funny game with the story. You make a great story as you go along. Because it's like events every time, like you go places, like you find things and stuff happens. But also, like you can't be a serious gamer about it. Yeah. I think I like that. I uh, love story. anything that just takes the seriousness out of anything. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that there's always there's like there's times for serious games and that, but when it's just straight up just random quirkiness and fun, it's like those are the games that you remember and the ones that you're like, I want to play that. You never really, you know, if you're having a board game night, you might like bring out one or two, but you never just like, do you want to play this game? Yeah, let's play this like just spontaneously. You tend to do that with the silly ones, I mm. find anyway. Um, Chaos and mayhem. It is the only way. <laughs> Um, but I think that leads us quite nicely onto the next uh, sort of question. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I put out some social media posts asking you guys who are listening um, for your questions or things that you want us to talk about. Um, and this doesn't have to be board games or, you know, it can be any kind of gaming system. And uh, one of the questions that was asked was, what is our favourite game mechanics or systems? So things like crafting, combat, achievement unlocking things like that and then also um on top of that what are our best or worst gaming achievements so who would oh like gosh. to go first Ooh. i can't really think of an actual like mechanic that i really like but something that i really enjoy playing is roguelike games mm. yes you get chaos and mayhem i love when it's different every time and i can sit there and play, continue playing the same game over and over again but it's different every single time i'm doing it can you explain what that is to me because i don't actually know what that means is like a category of game. So like a roguelike, roguelike is like you go into a dungeon, but every single time you go into this dungeon, it's different. Okay. So the layout is different. The enemies you come across might be different. The weapons and the pickups and everything is different. I can see why that's good. Cause like, that means you don't have the same experience twice. It's unlike exactly. atmosphere. <laughs> yes. It's unlike atmosphere. I think for me, I really like achievement unlocking cause it makes me, it gives me something to work towards in a game. I don't like games where it's too open like I, I do like open world games and open and open things i like open games where you can do everything but i like there to be some something that i can achieve whether that's in like breath of the wild zelda where you've got to go find all the different um guardian um on that yeah exactly those yeah. sorts of things or if you like in pokemon going and going and catching all the pokemon or you know whatever i really like <laughs> i really like having something to work to and you know going i've done that and i've actually achieved that or i've and there's only one game on the playstation 3 i think it's only yeah there's only one game where i've like unlocked every single trophy in the game and that is lego pirates of the caribbean and i unlocked every single one of those trophies and i was so proud of myself when i did it i'm like that's my peak you know that's um nothing uh, will ever be better than this this is it i can i can get married i can have children but this is that moment <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think for me, uh, achievement unlocking, um, it just adds something to the game and makes, um, you know, give, gives it like um, not necessarily a sense of purpose because story and things like that are also very important. But just having that little bit extra, just to, um, you know, if you if you want, just turn on turn it on for like a little bit. You know, you don't want to necessarily progress with the story too much. You can go try and get some achievements or whatever. Yeah, I like that with side quests. I will never forget when Skyrim was first released. And this was uh, a million years ago when I was still in university. And it was released around my birthday, which is soon, guys. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I got Skyrim. Uh, I was given a bottle of Jack Daniels as a present. And I sat down and I just started playing. Drink and I it like, all. I, I, 
we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's and nothing wrong with that. I remember Dash thinking, right, at one point, I'm just going to finish all these side quests and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the sunrise and my birthday's in November. <laughs> well. And it's um, just continue and continue and continue. Uh, we were actually, I was talking about it with my husband the other night. I have sunk hundreds upon hundreds of hours into oblivion mm-hmm. but i've never finished the main storyline mm. are you a completionist no do you have to do every single no then how, how no that it's happen? not i have to do every single side quest it's like it's it, it's oblivion you you walk around like oh there's a room in there i wonder what's inside there <laughs> like right i'll start heading towards this main quest oh look a cave <laughs> what's inside here and oh look at this village i wonder what i can loot and pillage it's like expanding <clears throat> the map you want yeah. the, you want the map to be complete i want to find every corner of the map and explore it before i do any quests god damn it there are quests so like, i'll, I'll be heading to do this quest yeah, i've only recently finished the main quest in skyrim no. It's like, this bit is foggy. I need to uh, extend the map so this bit isn't foggy anymore. Wait, no, it keep going. It's still going. Oh, this map is... Okay, we're, we're going this way now. This is the direction we're heading. It's There's no stopping us this time. Yeah, It's like, Skyrim, I've got it on. I've got it on my laptop. I had it on my 360. I've got it on my Switch. I've got it on the fridge, apparently. You know, it, it, it's all on every single <laughs> console. And I've had it like three or four times. And I've still only just finished the main quest and only because my husband said you've never done the main quest and i went oh for god's sake fine i'll do it well it's not very <laughs> exciting is it main quest uh, no, no i mean it. i wanted to go chasing dragons i wanted to do the dark brotherhood yeah. and then i wanted to do the thieves guild and y- these things were fun and i forgot there was a main quest it's like this is the game right yeah wait like, so have you played I, haven't, I haven't played skyrim but you're saying that there's dragons and that isn't there's the main dragons. quest how is that not the Yeah, it is, but it isn't. But you can just walk right. around and find dragons, and it's like, I'm going to kill that dragon. Come on. <laughs> or you can Get ride wrecked, dragons. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you can ride dragons. Fly them, I suppose. Do you ride off. With them, you ride, Yeah, there's one dragon that you can ride, but you can also, if you're on PC, mod the shit out of it and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> there you go. So, favourite yeah. game mechanics. Giraffe? Uh, I'm a big fan of tech trees because it's, you know, it's build your own toy, right? Um, so you can kind of figure out what kind of game you want to play and what kind of... Uh, and this and this goes in board games and video games, right? It's uh, You have them in Skyrim, for example, and you can figure out what kind of scary person you want to be. I don't... <laughs> Dragonborn? Is that what you are in? Yes. You are... Yeah, what kind of Dragonborn you want to be? Um, Th- those you things kind of... exist, but I will always be an elf mage, even if I try to go archer. Really? No matter no. what. No matter what. It's, I just, I, I, you always end up down there. So I'm always going to be a mage. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So that's that's because you are a magical person. You're like, I am. Well, I mean, you I are. Am. You're talking cauliflower, <laughs> right? Talking vegetables. <laughs> With sunglasses. With sunglasses. That's right. Um, and I, you know, I, I tend to just gravitate towards things that don't require a lot of dexterity. Um, so yes. anything where I can just like bash people because I can't, I can't aim, I can't you know, do any, anything that actually requires work. So, you know, but, and there are plenty of board games also that have their own mini versions of an engine that you build or a tech tree that you build. And you sort of, you gravitate towards things that make sense for you. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of build your own character or build your own mechanic kind of thing. Yeah, I do. I do really enjoy that where, the, where you can really, really customize yourself. What sort of like 
computer games have tech trees like that? Well, I'm trying to think of examples and I'm probably just being like, no, well, I feel like I'm not that sort of computer game uh, knowledgeable <laughs> compared to some of you. It's mostly like all the RPG, games. RPG games. Yeah. So yeah. Um, games where you're um, building characters from like a level zero and you keep leveling. Um, those tend to have a tech tree where you'll like choose um, a level. Or a skill tree. Yeah, skill okay. tree or something like that. Um, so you can choose um, like dodge roll or... Um, catching an arrow I don't know why that came into my head but you know you you get different you get lots of different like skills that are like strength or um dexterity or health and you pick which sort of way you want to go so do you want to be more strength based health based dexterity based magic based or whatever and um build down that road until you are like um until you're like level uh 50 and you're a fully fledged mage or a fully fledged fighter or whatever Mm, we, do, okay. we do it in, we do it in blood ball don't we we build our characters yeah. Our, yeah. our players exactly, exactly. How it's like i want you to be an absolute murderosaurus so you're gonna have <laughs> pom you're gonna have claw and you are just gonna wreck their face <laughs> that was um that was how i was sold blood bowl in a way that because for a while i didn't want to try it i didn't want to learn it because um, i'm not very good at spatial games but the moment this this aspect of the meta team building came across i was like all right i gotta try it it seems fun I think yeah, that's a really like, important part of it, though. Yeah, I really do, really actually. And like, in terms of its appeal, I mean, like, in terms of why people like it, I think that's really important. Yeah, and I love watching, when you're watching other people, people have, so people have so many different teams, like there's Andy Davo with his Frenzy Orcs, and then you've got, like, Clawpom Chorse, and then you get these really dodgy elves, and I don't mean dodgy in a good sense. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Except Trees Woodies, they are amazing. <laughs> so, like, people can have the same team but build them entirely differently and and that's part of how people get emotionally attached to their players right which seems a little weird these these are pixels and there's no question (laughs) but also but but this was my pixel and i you know i i was there when it was just born it was just but but a newbie little rookie player and now look at its you know cute little claw palm this is (laughs) but this is like it's funny because um it's like all different sort of I find it really interesting because like that's I guess that's the game that like we found each other through like we all sort of were either playing or watching Blood Bowl and that's how we all know each other to begin with and like you've talked about like the tech trees and like how that sort of overlaps with Blood Bowl and that's how it's interesting but then even what you're saying at the end there about like the pixels and the like getting attached to them is basically to me it's, it's what I've already said before about other games on this podcast like I'm just so into the stories mm-hmm. so it's kind of the same thing it's just from a different angle because when I first was playing Budwell on tabletop I probably wouldn't have played more than a couple of games if it wasn't for the fact that we were playing in our little league with like five of us or six of us and after every game there was like a story to write and like mm. you know oh and and this character who's got a name because we named the ball has has done this ridiculous thing and now they've rolled this stat and isn't that sort of building the story of it and well for me it was the um irony of i had named my players after buffy the vampire slayers and (laughs) the 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 accuracy in which my players got ko'd or killed like tara died five times um and (laughs) giles kept getting knocked out and it was like this is like so for that for me was like i think what drew it to like um, enhance my experience was because 
you know, my players were imitating the characters that they were named after, which I found very funny. It's amazing, isn't it? It's a game. It's no story to it. Nobody's ever given you any background. I mean, I know you've got the commentary from Bob and Jim and everything, but (laughs) all of a sudden we've given it our... its own story whether we're naming the players after players after people in chat or we after characters in a tv show we just by actually giving them names we give them their own personality on our head and we get so much more attached and then you end up with an emotional apple and then something important dies (laughs) that's why i never get attached to my halflings even though like i'll name them i'll name them after after chat or whatever but the halflings they are replaceable and they can die. The trees, however, no. <laughs> I don't want my trees don't to die. die. Cannonballs just get flung and they're never used again. Exactly. Well, I, I have a half I have a halfling team and, and my halflings are literally called ball number one through thirteen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Um so uh, best and worst gaming achievements. Um is it alright if I go first with this one? Because I think I think Absolutely. my yeah. I, I think we're we going to hear about the hundred uh, percent on the PS3 again. I oh no 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 no! That's not my best gaming achievement. I think no. I think what how, well, the best one was most recently where um, <laughs> um, if you didn't see my Alien Isolation stream the other day, um, I managed to survive miraculously <laughs> by sitting in the middle of the floor. Oh and the alien, the alien just walks straight past me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that could ever get better. I genuinely do not think um, <laughs> I can top that. Just sitting in the middle of the floor in this game, and the xenomorph just walking straight past me and ignoring me. That's amazing. Very nice. Uh, it's been highlighted, so it is on my Twitch channel, um, and I will be putting it up on YouTube as well. But I was just, yeah, I don't think anything in gaming will ever top that <laughs> there was when i was a kid a kid is overstating i used when i was a kid way too much it's probably when i was a teenager um but there was a thing in london um i don't know those of you who've been to london if you know trocadero at all but there's like an area of piccadilly which is central london and i don't even know what it's like now because i haven't been there in ages but there used to be like a big arcade at trocadero and like video game arcade but they had this attraction for a while called, I can't even think what it was called anymore, it, but it was Alien something, like around the Alien video game, m- movie franchise, sorry. And like, it was like a physical, like you went in, like you went in in groups and there were people, I guess, acting as Marines or something from the Alien movies. And they would lead you around this sort of mazy area of all metal stuff and you were being chased by aliens. Um, and I did it once as part of a big group, um, and it was just genuinely terrifying. And there were all these, cause you're like a teenager, there's all these stories that have been told about it. And it was before, before like things like this were easily checkable online. So all these stories about, oh, someone's died in there. Like something like someone was so scared that they just had a heart attack and all this stuff. And I, it's so weird. Cause like, it's when I think about it, I'm like, it's one of those things where I started out, it was even real. I'm like, if that was real, why isn't it a thing now? Like, why aren't those sorts of... It definitely was real. Like, it was definitely a thing. Um, and I was I thinking of it when you were playing yeah. that game. I don't remember that particular one, but I do remember things like that. There used to be one outside Blackpool Pleasure Beach. <gasps> I love Blackpool. What was it? I can't remember. I never actually went in. Uh, it was really expensive. 
But I remember it being there. And I always remember hearing the screams and stuff like that from people coming out of it. <laughs> and pe- people coming out of it absolutely terrified. I'm looking online. It was a real thing. I haven't completely made it up. <laughs> no, you haven't made it up. Those, those <laughs> kinds of things were a real thing. Right. Oh, I couldn't remember anything for this great, like, greatest gaming achievement. And then all of a sudden, I just remembered it. And I remember when this happened, I turned off my console put my controller down, turn my TV off, and it's like, well, nothing's ever going to top that ever again. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, I, I, I played a lot of games in university. I'm not very good at them, though. Well, I enjoy playing. I don't mind losing. I'm quite happy to lose. I just want to have fun playing it. And I love the Halo series. And I had, it was Halo Reach while I was in high school on the 360. And I liked playing online, and I liked playing teams. So you were, I think it was either four or six teams of two. And it was a firefight and you had a partner and you were and you got to try and get as many kills as possible and die as infrequently as possible. And I remember that my teammate quit and I was on my own. It was fine. I'm running around on this map and everything. And I kind of stopped to have a quick drink. And all of a sudden, another player spawned right in front of me. And I panicked. I threw a sticky grenade at him. I melleed him. He fell down this hole, blew up, and took six of the players out with him. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! And I just got this achievement for killing seven people. Uh, I could probably still find it on my, <laughs> on my Xbox Live or something like that. But that is quite literally my proudest moment. I finished that. I put it all down. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with gaming. I have completed gaming. Game <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm happy and I'm done. <laughs> don't need to do anything else. That's it. No, no, nothing's going to top that one. I don't know if I have any. Good achievements. I did recently actually do my first one turn, so that was exciting. Oh, um, that but, is an you know, in such a steam company, I'm not sure that I uh, I can just be too excited about that. Of course, I, you can. I think you can. Can. Yeah, yeah, fail. Everyone remembers their first time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody remembers their first one turn in Blubble. Uh, my biggest gaming fail was when I'm going to go back to Mass Effect because it's my true love and my baby, and Mass Effect is just the greatest game ever. And the thing you can do there is you can have romantic relationships with other uh, players. And you, speaking of getting emotionally attached, you absolutely getting emotionally attached to various players. And I decided that I was going to do a second playthrough where I really wanted to romance or have an attachment with, um, or have sex with, really, um, with this person. His name's Caden. Um, he's a human. And I wanted to have human-on-human sexual relations. Um, and so, so what you do is you you wind up you going and you speak to them for a while, and after you know, a, a lot of hours, you wind up like eventually getting into close enough and intimate enough, and at some point, what I imagine would happen because you know spoiler alert, it's not going to happen in the story. Um, what I imagine would happen is you say, "Hey, wanna wanna go and have some sex?" and and he would be like, "Why, yes, yes, I do." <laughs> and then you go off, and there's a very PG and, and, and a scene that implies that sex is being had. And so I really wanted to make this happen. And the problem was that I was uh, running autosave and I wasn't really saving where, very well. So basically autosave would just keep overwriting the, um, the last save. So I had this only one copy of this game and I'm playing and I'm playing and I'm getting really close to this time. But I'm also friendly with this alien woman, Liara, for you know people who have played Mass Effect. Hot. And she is, she is both hot and she is basically the default option. Um, blue, of the person though. that you wind up and she's blue that's right um <laughs> having sex with if you do nothing else so at some point they come up and apparently i was very friendly with the r2 and they come up to you and they say hey um what's happening you've been kind of flirtatious with both of us but you know tell us which one you like more and one of the option is can't i have both 
Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, I can help myself. If I see that as an option, I absolutely go with it. Can't I have both? And Caden the prude is like, well, no, you cannot. Uh, so first of all, Liara is like, sure, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> and Caden is like, no, we're not into that. Um, and I'm sorry, um, but I guess you just have to do it with Liara. And then autosave kicks in. So now um. I've wasted like 10 hours, maybe more, playing this game. Only The only purpose was to have sex with Caden. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I absolutely earned that. It was my fault. But <laughs> what did we learn? You know, something about bird in hand, too. And I don't know. I So, <laughs> so I did a very similar thing to Cauliflower, but with much less happiness. I closed the computer. Like I shut down the computer and just went and was trying not to cry because of how ridiculous the situation is. <laughs> but the frustration was very palpable. Oh, but that time into it, though. Like, I totally understand. Yeah, like, yeah. All I wanted to do was have sex with Kaden. And then, I mean, it's all my fault. I was just so greedy. I was like, I want a threesome with a hot alien and a, a guy. Do it. And, yeah, anyway. So that's my... <laughs> this is everybody... not my biggest achievement. That's my biggest gaming fail. Hasn't everybody like, just had that moment with a game where you're doing it? You might have played it before or something and something happens and you just say, oh, I'm done with this because I did it a few days ago in No Man's Sky. I'd been playing it like every night for like, three weeks and I had this okay. great settlement and it was making loads of money and I was like zooming all over the universe. I had loads of friends. I was killing loads of things. It was great <laughs> fun. And then I thought, I'm going to build... I'm going to build an empire because the achievement that you get when you first start to get the settlement calls you an overlord. Ooh. And in my mind, an overlord needs to be lord of lots of things. So <laughs> I went out and I'm like, I'm going to find all these settlements and I'm going to get them all and we are going to be absolutely stinking rich. So I'd spent loads of re time and resources on the first one for it to start to become profitable. Went out and eventually found one that I could take over on a reasonable planet that I wouldn't mind spending some time on that I'm not going to like poison myself or drown or whatever and i became the overseer of it only that gets rid of your original settlement oh no so oh. i was like i just spent like a week that purely focused on this and i was like no no that's it i'm done i'm done and i haven't never to play since. again i might pick it up for a new playthrough but i won't i won't be going back on that playthrough i was I'm done yeah. ruined it destroyed I, my disappointment was legendary and my day was ruined. Yeah, I believe it. I'm it's, sorry. I think that's like, like also there? maybe would be even worse because some of these things, like when you're a kid and you've got all the time in the world to play computer games, I mean, you don't actually, but you do compared to now. Like <laughs> you can sort of ride those things out more, but I feel like as an adult, you've got so much more things demanding your time yeah. and you've put all that time into it. And then, no. Yeah, but also, it. as an adult, like rage quitting just seems so much more immature. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. I don't know. It feels wrong, but at the same time, you just, yeah. I haven't touched Mass Effect since, since my rejection. For me, um, I used to play um, this. It was, it's, an, it's another Cyanide game um, called Styx. Um, Cyanide has other games. Tell I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to this point. So basically, it's um, you're ba you're basically like this goblin, hobgoblin creature, and you you're stealthing around and you're killing guards and things and doing all different kinds of things, and it's basically sneaking around the entire time. 
and it got to this section where you had to follow this this guy you met up with this guy and he was going to tell you something or do something i don't know um and you had to follow him through the library and out and just go out and um the guards have you know that uh, mechanic where they can like detect you or they, they they go huh or they can sort of sense something's there and then it like the bar fills up until they see you and they know you're there mm. they couldn't even they weren't even allowed like in this section it was you had to get through without getting any kind of attention so they couldn't even not not even like not notice you they couldn't even hear a noise or know that something was there and i just tried this level over and over again and even when i didn't do anything i caught their attention or something would like they did trigger and sometimes when that's happening to me in a game i can step away for a day or two come back to it and i do it in one try no i was trying this level for over a year i was just doing oh the God. same level over and over again <laughs> till i was like i either it's glitched or something's not right here because it's just picking me up every time i can't get through this one level that's it i'm done and so that was where i i gave up with that game which i did really enjoy it and so i have actually um re-downloaded the second game i haven't re-downloaded the same game but the second one of the series i've re-downloaded so i might stream that at some point but it's yeah i just this level is stuck in my head that i never completed it uh not because you know it was um I forgot about the game or anything like that, which has happened with many, many games uh, where I've just like not gone, gone back to them. No, this one I tried actively to finish this level for over a year to a point where I deleted the entire game and uninstalled it from my dad's PlayStation. <laughs> I feel like that's something that would look good on your resume in the right places, <laughs> right? Like I have the determination <laughs> to stick with something for a year. I don't know if anybody would appreciate it, but I think I would. <laughs> so something any, about your character any anybody who's hiring out there i was gonna say have you got, have you got a job to offer giraffe can you hire someone <laughs> um, i think it's in a very different area of um expertise i feel like i'm really struggling with this um question of of the biggest gaming fails because like i'm rubbish at games like i don't think i'm i'm good at them um uh, semi-finals but, of rebels as okay. specs to differ no. <laughs> <laughs> I, Blood Bowl I've got okay at, but like video games. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like Blood Bowl is a video game. Blood Bowl is like a no. board game that has gone on to Definitely. video game thing. A way of life. <laughs> and, and by the way, listeners, did you know that our own misspelled tree is in the quarterfinals of the Rebel playoffs? How amazing. <laughs> Round of applause, hooray! It's Wait, actually quarterfinals the semifinals. Or semifinals. I just won my quarterfinal. <laughs> one, of the, one, of the <laughs> one of them. One game from the final. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Thank you. I don't know. I, I, honestly, Good I honestly think that is like my biggest gaming achievement because I'm not, again, like I don't have like a, I'm not like a very sort of, honestly, before the, even like this last podcast, we did the first one and I was, I think I was saying this to you all, like I, I, I don't like think of myself as like a gamer that much because I, I think for quite a lot of years, actually, I, I hadn't played games really at all like on on computers like I did have video games when I was a kid and then a teenager and then I hadn't and then Blood Bowl has been like a gateway drug back in a little bit but I was much more playing like tabletop games um now I'm a bit more interested in in playing some other video games now um but yeah like 
epping for achievement, that might really be it because I don't know what else I would put up there. Like when I completed as a teenager, Final Fantasy VII, I was very proud of myself because um, that was three CDs and took forever. Um, but other than that, like I can't think of anything. And well, the biggest- I mean, that is amazing achievement and we are really <laughs> proud of you and can't wait to see the next game thank you it's really nice having people cheering um i can give my 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 i think my my greatest gaming fail this one is genuinely awful though because it's not really failing at a game it's something that like it's one of those moments that when you think back to it i think we all have some of these in our life but it's like it makes me want to like physically crawl into a box and like tape myself shut so that no one can see me because I'm so like ashamed of having done this thing. Like when I was, I don't know how old, I mean, I use a kid very liberally. I, I don't actually know how old I was. Um, but my older brother had a friend came over with um, their Game Boy and they had um, a Mario game on it, but it was um, not in English. And um, my brother's friend was from a, a family that was half Chinese and they had a, a, a Mario game that was not in English text on it. Um, and um, I'd asked if I could play it and they were like, yeah, yeah, you can play it. Just don't, you know, don't mess with the save games or anything. And cause I didn't understand the menu. And there was like this menu where it was like a physical menu. Like you moved around and you could um, go down these different tubes. And one of the things was like a picture of a bomb. So you could go down the picture of a bomb and then you came back out as a bomb and you go in the other tubes. I wound up deleting their save games. Oh no. And honestly, like to this day, like the thought of that makes me want to crawl away and die. Like, I just can't Sorry. believe like, cause I think they put so many hours into it and I just deleted them cause I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. Well that, that, that's fine. But I would put that on them. Who is the asshole in this scenario? It wasn't you because you were given a game where you couldn't understand what was going on. Yeah, and that's not your fault if you mess mess something up. It wasn't your responsibility. It was theirs because it was yeah. their game. They should so, they uh, shouldn't have just said don't mess with the file. It'd be like if you do this, this will happen. Please don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, like it was not explained to me, and it was yeah. not in English, so it was a bit like. But still, I don't it's know. Like, still, yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, you you feel a bit upset that you that you got rid of someone's game, but I don't think you can blame yourself. I wouldn't be blaming myself. It's, it's just, I didn't know what I was doing. And you're older than me and you should have known better. I think they had like a massive go at my brother. They didn't have it at me because they didn't know me that well. Um, but then my brother was, I have, I have a good brother. He's a good, he's a good brother. But yeah, I am. Um, oh, I just remember like when I sort of worked out what happened, I was just like, it's, you, you, I'm sure you've all had like a moment like that in your life, not like exactly like that, but a moment which, when you think about it, like it physically makes you feel like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I had uh. a fairly like similar experience actually. Um, one year at school, I think I was in year six. It might have been year five. Um, so final couple of years of primary school. Um, we were allowed. It was like one of the last days of term and like of the school year, and we were allowed to bring our um DSs and things in, um, mm. and like all our toys and and some some of our favorite toys and stuff. And this kid had given his DS to somebody else. They then I was sitting like near the shed or something, and they put it right next to me. Shouted at him that it was next to me, 
and it was closed. It looked like it was turned off. So I picked it up, just popped the game cartridge out because I was curious oh. to see what it was, popped it back down oh, again. No. Turns out it wasn't turned off. Um, oh, and so no. years later, he came up to like, I hadn't seen him. We didn't go to the same secondary school. And years later, he came up to me and was like, by the way, you corrupted my game and it couldn't get past this point and all this sort of stuff. And I was, I felt oh, horrible. That's not your fault. I felt horrible for it for ages. And they yeah. like kept using it against me that, you know, I, I, I destroyed his DS and things like that. It's like, oh, why on earth, A, would you put it on the floor of a playground when well, it, yeah. Yeah. And like, why wouldn't you have turned it off beforehand? Why would it still be on? So yeah, I, it took me years to get over the fact that it wasn't my fault for that. But yeah, so I completely understand where you're coming from because I still Aww. feel that guilt, even though I know in my head it was not my fault. That... Yeah, like I want to like say to you, like it's not your fault. And so yeah, I, yeah, 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 I get it. I, I really do. I have exactly the same story as well. <laughs> we had. We had a day like that at the end of our school, and it was in year six, so I w would have been 11. And instead of DSs, we were old, so we had Game Boys. <laughs> Although it was a Game Boy Colour, and this <gasps> one guy brought in his, his Game Boy Colour, and it was one of those like with the clear plastic on it, so you could see inside, and he had Pokemon Pearl. Mm, uh, no, so it would have been either um, Red... Red, uh, yellow, no, or blue, or no, it silver, it wasn't red, yellow, blue. silver, it was gold, or that. crystal. Crystal, yeah, crystal. It red, yellow, and blue was before that. I'm older than you think, apparently. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm just going through all the <laughs> ones that were on the Game Boy. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting anything. Uh, and he, I ended up with it in my hand. I don't even know how because we weren't friends. And <laughs> I started a new game, and he spotted I'd started a new game. He went, "Oh, just, just." Don't, just don't save it i was like yeah all right then i'm you know i won't i won't save it oh, and no. i don't know what happened i don't even know how i managed to save it i think it might have just I been habit from playing it. <laughs> habit of playing online because then when i went to put it down i just automatically went save overwrite and put it down <gasps> and i got rid of his game uh -huh. where he, he was he got past the elite four and everything and he was or whatever it is at the end of that game mm. and he, he, he was done he was on end game he was breeding and stuff if that's and I, all gone. How did you feel about that? And what did you do to make it up to him, really? <laughs> um, did you make well, him cookies? If, if I'm being brutally honest, he was quite the bully. Oh, you bullied me. Purpose. No, I genuinely didn't do it on purpose, but I certainly didn't feel nice. bad that I did. <laughs> totally did on purpose. <laughs> I know you. You had a gun. <laughs> Wait, she'd been to Next New York step. City. She'd got her gun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd cross the border into Texas. I had an AK-47 on each arm. <laughs> Drafty, you have one of these kind of stories. Really bad this guy now. <laughs> it, is it awful to say that it's made me feel a tiny bit better that I'm not the only person who's ever done something like this? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, we said we've all Absolutely. got these kinds of stories, haven't we? Everyone's um, done something like that. You're a kid, it's an accident, and you don't need to feel bad. You've apologised. I didn't apologise because he was a kid. <laughs> but, you guys apologized, and that's what matters. Yeah, it took me a really long time. This is just a general upbringing thing. It took me a really long time to understand that apology is a thing you can do. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> can't say sorry. <laughs> I've made up for it since, I think. But I think I was you say sorry yeah, a lot. I must have been like nine. You don't do need I to always say sorry. You now don't I need overdo to make it. All those last years. All those last years. Well, that's because like the first ten years of my life, it was just not part of my vocabulary. Fuck that. Yeah, but that's just like a British thing. It's like someone mm. will walk into me and I'll apologize to them. Oh yeah. I apologize to furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that. I legitimately have. I walked into a corner. Oh, sorry. Wait. <laughs> Very important animal. question. Do you guys have a, like an assistant of some sort? I have Alexa, you know, Google, anybody. I do. I've got Alexas all over the house. I have Alexa. Can you say thank you to it? I do. No, because she really annoys me. I don't say <laughs> oh. thank you unless it's in a really sarcastic manner. But she turns on my lights and she tells me the weather. Oh, we're in such See, I'm not, terms. Right, I'm not that techie, right? I really wanted like these Alexas. And I was like, I want one in the bedroom. And I do. And I've got an Echo <laughs> Show in the bedroom. And, uh, and I've got an Echo Show in the... Um, in the kitchen and I'm like oh it's yeah. great in the kitchen it's got this screen it can show me recipes I can ask her this and I can tell her get her to do, to do that for me do you know what it is it's a glorified timer and bluetooth speaker <laughs> yes. that's it that's all she does and for most for the most part she doesn't even listen to me so I end up right Alexa start timer 10 minutes Alexa start timer 10 minutes I mean a few days ago I was right up next to it practically screaming at the damn thing and it wouldn't listen to me yeah, but Alexa. Alexa, set timer, 10 minutes. Well, no, now seven minutes because you'll be listening. Oh, no. Alexa's heard me talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you on speaker? No, but I keep saying her name. Okay. <laughs> can, you, Never can, mind. You can you just unplug your headphones for a second? Uh, no, no. I don't trust <laughs> you. We're not doing that. Go on, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it. No, no, it's I'm not going to I've had enough streamers done... Dirty things to my Alexa. Oh, the the best yeah. one I did for my, my parents have also got them all over the house because they copied me. And I um, well they were out one time and I was there. I went round onto each one and it's like Alexa, remind me at three a.m. in the morning to go back to sleep. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the thing is, you don't oh have them in the bedroom. God. They have them downstairs. But my mum uses it as a speaker for when she's all over the house, so she has it ridiculously loud, so they would have been able to hear it. <laughs> Oh, see, that just reminds me of like. Um... <laughs> I can't stop giggling. <laughs> Imagine my dad stomping downstairs <laughs> because it's so loud. I'll go right up to it to get it to stop <laughs> because she can't hear him. Oh my this god! Definitely commercial oh. for Alexis. <laughs> oh, that just that just reminds me of um when people used to change like their Xbox names to Xbox off or something like that. So when pe people got angry at them and would yell their gamer tag, they'd say Xbox off, and it would turn their Xbox off. Oh my god! <laughs> um, well, my favorite my favorite one to do to other people, like what I want just wanted to do to giraffe, is Alexa play Despacito. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. The people. People have caught on. So whenever I am, um, if I happen to be on a on a call with my friends or something, and they know the names of my lamp, they know what to play. So yeah, they they would do that quite often. So I have started I being a little careful and wearing my head just in case. Stop ruining my fun. As you could tell, yeah, I have a sorry, lot of fun. No, no, I've, I've learned. I am wise now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll find oh. something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> Mustache twirling. <laughs> no buying. It's like, buy assorted sex toys, please. 
Oh no, but that doesn't work because sometimes you do actually have to confirm it, don't you? Um, I have no idea. I I disable the functionality. I I, 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 I actually do reorder the ground coffee that I buy for my espressos <laughs> on it. Uh, when I realise I've got none left, it's like shit. Alexa, order more coffee. <laughs> I, I really thought cauliflower yeah, was going to finish that sentence by saying so that doesn't work because sometimes you do want to buy more sex toys. So. <laughs> Oh, that's actually reminded me of this. Um, there's an advert at the moment that I see on YouTube a lot, and it's um, it's advertising this security system or this like these cameras, um, and the way they're advertising it is by showing the, um, animals um, doing funny things in the house and then having like a commentary team talking <gasps> over the top I of them. I saw that the cat yeah. that jumps up and pulls the ladder down. Yeah, yeah, that that's the exact one, and I just think it's brilliant advertising because it's like you want to watch it because usually when there's an advert oh get it off get it off but you're like mm-hmm. eh, funny animals and it's advertising yeah. this like check whether it's like a burglar or your pet kind of thing like going crazy is it, is it the ring i think it's the ring ones Something. i have a ring doorbell and i thought this is great i'm gonna be able to talk to people or i'm not there right now can you put it here please do you know what i use it yeah. for to watch for the takeaway drivers <laughs> And then in true typical not? British fashion, when I see them pull up, I don't go and wait with the door, my hand outstretched. I was like, right, wait for them to knock, now count to five. <laughs> and open the door. They make them think that you've been sitting, but um, waiting. No, no, they don't think I've been sitting waiting. It was like, oh, you were fast. What a surprise, wasn't it? Expecting you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we, we kind of like... spend a lot of time thinking about this, do you? <laughs> yeah, I always spend a lot of time doing it. <laughs> I always think we might look a little bit like meerkats because we peek our head out the window every time we hear a car, like, like food. <laughs> Chinese, like popping Chinese, our head Chinese, up and down, like, is there food here? No, see, we're like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Like, Mine. 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 <laughs> mine. Like, when you're in a restaurant and, the food, and you're really hungry and the food's starting to come out, you're like, mine? Is that mine? Is that mine? <laughs> oh, it's gone past me. I think, we are, I think there's one thing we haven't spoken about, which I think is incredibly important, and I can't believe we haven't already discussed it, and that's what are our Halloween costumes for this year? I am going as an exhausted parent. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly terrifying. Uh, yeah. Truly terrifying. It's going to be tough to get into the... The, I think, I guess, I the think mentality. Yeah, I it, as I drag two kids around in the freezing cold British climate that is October, trick or treating, and then I'm going to try not to eat old sweets. Oh, how is um <laughs> how does trick or treating in the UK work? Um, not I, quite. It, it it's got a lot bigger over the past few years, mm. and the houses will have started to decorate. We never used to decorate. Usually the um the the thing is, if there's a pumpkin outside, you will go knock on their door. Yeah. But, my parents always but, used to say, only go to a house if it's got decorations, if it has yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's got a pumpkin, you can go. So we've got two pumpkin. pumpkins that we're going to carve. Yeah, a, a jack-o'-lantern if you've got a pumpkin. Yeah. Mm. So it, you do see a lot more kids around now, and I always make sure I've got sweets and stuff in. And then I remember I bought these sweets and everything to the kids coming around, because I loved seeing the kids in the costumes. And then I forgot to actually put the jack-o'-lantern in the window. She forgot. So no she forgot. She and then sure she all of the sweets on her own. Sweet. No, I buy myself <laughs> extra sweets on Halloween. Oh, thank you. Thank you very yourself. much. Yourself. I love it. <laughs> you buy yourself treats. As long as you're I... at least you're honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not gonna you're not gonna dress up as anything? 
That's uh, no, probably not. I might put like some horns on or some okay. or a witch's hat or something like that. But the kids, we went out shopping for the kids' costumes today, so they've got there. We got the little girl as a uh, fairy princess, and the boy is going to be a spooky skeleton. Uh, very cool. And the what baby. else? What else? The baby? No, oh, no, the baby won't be coming. It's too cold, too late for him. So yeah. he can be at home and he can disguise himself as uh, a, a screaming annoyance. What is everybody else's costumes? Is anyone else dressing up as anything? I don't have one. I'm afraid. No exciting Halloween plans at the moment. I'm not sure. I might be going to see my niece because her birthday's on Halloween. And if I do, I might have to improvise some sort of spooky outfit, but I haven't got a plan right now. I've got this um, this dress. I bought it a few years ago and I really love it because it's quite, it's um, it's one of those dresses that you can wear to like kind of formal occasions, but the way it's sort of styled, you can very easily turn it into a witch's dress as well. So all I need to do is yeah. add a hat to it and it looks witchy because it like, it's a really nice um, dark green. And then it's got like um, a tail almost at the, at the back of it. Like it's longer at the back than it is at the front. So... <gasps> But that's called it's called a dipped hem i had a dress yeah like that. sorry it's really Carry cool on. no no no. it's fine it's fine <laughs> but yeah i love it because it's it's very easy to turn it into a witch's dress so that's often my go-to at the minute draft what do you have a halloween costume oh i'm doing it okay so remember those um di- inflatable dinosaurs of of your yes. oh yes of your. Yeah. <laughs> so i got a giraffe Oh, I love it. It's just yeah. like the most amazing thing in the world. That it I'm is. And I have is. concerns. I haven't tried it on yet. I've received it, but I haven't tried it on yet. No. And concern number one is it's actually something like eight feet. Oh my <laughs> yeah, but they're not they're not solid. So when you're going through a door, it'll just bend over. Yeah. Oh, I hope you you so. have to send me pictures and videos so I can yes. put it all over Absolutely. our social media. I will do I will do not send podcast is going on the podcast videos. You are off the podcast. <laughs> no, that no, I'm absolutely doing it. I am most certainly <laughs> documenting this because it sounds it's going to be amazing. So I think, but, I think we- so. Since like myself and Tree don't actually have a Halloween costume to talk about, what was our favorite Halloween costume of days past that we wore? Maybe to go trick or treating or a party. I have a kid or an adult. I have a confession to make. This is going to be my first Halloween costume. <gasps> you always remember your first. Oh, I will remember it. Yeah, I hope oh, it works. Awesome. The other problem on. with it. Well, no, I absolutely. I will. I might even stream with it on, to be honest, because I just oh, because it's my first time. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, the other problem is that I'm not totally sure I'll reach the little window for the face because I think it might be made for people taller than me. I can relate to that so much. So I might like be hopping within the costume to try to see where I'm going. It's gonna be great. Has anyone else? Anyone else got their favorite costume? Um, I used to have um like an imp costume. So I had this little. I had this little um like trident. You know, very little staff trident thing. I had (laughs) these headband horns and this red dress that had a tail. Um. And yeah, I remember I, I had that. Um, I can't remember how old I was. I think I must have been like 11, 10 or 11, because my parents were very not anti uh, trick or treating, but they, they we didn't go when we were kids. It wasn't until I was a teenager that we actually did a bit of trick or treating. And even then, we stopped 
um after a few years because we got too old um for it so it was uh yeah it was mostly staying in and going to halloween parties more than actual trick-or-treating or anything like that Three, if you got a favorite costume got a favorite like i love witchy outfits and stuff but like i haven't got like one like iconic one in my head yeah i'm feeling very disappointing in the halloween section i'm trying to think if there's something i can remember <laughs> but i have one that it was so last minute so when my sister was about like 16 she went through this massive goth phase a huge goth phase like we're both ginger so she you know she went black hair white face black eyeshadow big thick black eyeliner and for her prom she got custom made like a gothic black uh, prom dress and it was absolutely beautiful and it uh she also had my mum and my nan make her a cloak. So for Dizzy and Tree, you might know the Scottish widows. Yes. Those adverts with the women with the cloaks up. So think mm-hmm. of something like that, right? So it was really last minute. I wasn't going to go to the Halloween party at high school. And I thought, oh, go, go on, then I will, because the rest of my friends are. But I needed a costume. So I ran down to Asda, like the day before it, and they had basically nothing left. The only thing I could really find that would, that would go with anything was this mask and it was like a hood and I could see out of it but you couldn't see me so it made me faceless and I teamed that with this cloak that my sister had made so and I'd have the hood up and I'd be walking around the halls and everything at school and nobody knew who I was and I scared the shit out of so many people (laughs) because I just I just made it my mission to scare as many people as possible so people would be dressed up in like you know, like witches and, and zombies and stuff like that. And I would just go and like stand behind them. Oh, that's... oh my God. And they'd have no idea who I was. And then they'd turn around and get freaked out. And then I would just turn away and this cloak would be billowing out behind me as I kind of stomped away and everything. And I was like, fucking hell, who was that? And it was like the talk of the school all over the place. Like, who was that creepy person? And then like um, a few weeks oh, later... Brand. It was absolutely on brand. A few weeks later, uh, I mean, Game of Thrones got this idea from me. It was basically, I said that to everyone, it was me. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, that, was, that was my favourite costume. See, that, that story kind of reminds me of um, One World Book Day. Um, all So my school did a thing, uh, my secondary school, where all of a sudden they decided that the kids couldn't dress up for World Book Day. Um, they could come in non-uniform, but only the teachers could dress up, which I thought was absolutely yeah. bullshit. That's um, yeah, it was incredible. It was incredibly boring. But um, so what what happened was one of the teachers, my favourite was uh, there were two English teachers who were dressed up as... Um, um lenny and george from um of mice and men which was hilarious but there was another english teacher and for some reason she was obsessed with the woman in black and she came to school dressed as the woman in black it's for a world book day yeah oh my and it's it's just like why like she kept wanting to show um because i remember my sister um was really upset because the, this teacher kept trying to show them the woman in black. I think she was trying to show them the TV series rather than the mo- the Daniel Radcliffe movie. Um, but yeah, she just kept trying to show them the woman in black. And my mum went to like write in to say, no, my my daughter's like really scared because they were 14 at this point i think yeah and so she was like no i don't really want to watch it and 
and she was just obsessed with it for some reason she just kept wanting to read the book or watch the watch the series or something and then she came to school at world book day dressed as her instead it's like um not quite i, th- I don't think that's quite appropriate for secondary school kids <laughs> i don't curious googling ensues <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves for a little while. Yeah, I will totally catch up. And oh, oh, that's a movie. Okay. I've never actually seen the movie. I have heard it's a, it, it's quite tense. It's quite. It's. I, I think the movie is an eighteen, but the TV series was something like a fifteen. On um, Netflix, isn't it? I don't know. Like, like, like I said earlier, I'm not into horror movies, so I've not seen it. Um. But I do know it's quite an intense. Uh, um, I hadn't seen watch. it either, but I'm looking at pictures on Google now, which apparently we all are. And I'm thinking <laughs> that, is, that is quite an intense look for school. That is quite an intense look mm-hmm. to shop as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that, is, that is an epic, gorgeous dress. But I, yeah. mean, I mean, part of the, like, I, I know a little bit about it. And part of it is if you see her, you die. Oh my oh, god! Oh, if, oh if, no! If, uh, yeah, and and specifically, children die. Oh my god! It's quite it's quite intense. And to say that this was a teacher who came and yeah, it was just yeah. My You're mom, welcome, my parents. mom complained a little bit about that um, <laughs> to the school. Um, but yeah, that's that's um, that just you're you talking about a cloak and the, the that just put that image of of that teacher dressed up as the woman yeah. in black I in mean, my mind. Do you, I mean, do you like the rest of that, you? If it was Halloween, if it was Halloween, I could get behind that. That's like that's fine. It's Halloween, it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> but for World Book Day, I mean, yeah. you're supposed to wrap a bandage around a kid and say it's Mr. Bump. <laughs> 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 Not that I've done that because I forgot. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> <laughs> Do the rest of you like scary movies? Because um, Dizzy said she didn't. I'm just curious if everyone else does or not. It depends on the type of scary movies. I'm not really a fan of like paranormal stuff. Mm. They they don't really scare me. Um, I, the the movie that really just shook me to my core in terms of scary movies was Eden Lake. I haven't seen it. What's that? Oh, it um, it's two people go camping. And they get terrorized by these kids. Oh, I think kids. I've heard of that one actually. Yeah. Oh god. It's it's shocking. Absolutely shocking. And that that did shake me to my core and had me for a bit. But for the most part, scary movies don't usually scare me. The ju- jumpy bits might get me, but in terms of actually properly scaring me, not really. But Eden Eden Lake definitely did. I think like a real love hate with horror stuff. Like I I I, I quite like being scared, but I also like, God, I saw, um, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was way too young for it. Like I had a friend who was, I don't know, does everyone have a friend like this? I feel like lots of people have a friend who's like the one friend who like wants to show off by like showing like how cool they are and how they've got the stuff that teenagers should have when when they shouldn't. Mm. And they had Nightmare on Elm Street and I like literally had to sleep on the floor of my parents' room because... He comes in your sleep and gets you. Like, yeah, like, that's horrendous as a child. I haven't watched it. So, I, I sometimes think, like, if I 
went back and watched it now, I'd probably find it really laughable because like it's all they've you done know, a, they've done a remake. Yeah, they did. But I just don't want to. Like I don't want to go near it. Like so like I I've had horror movies that have like really like haunted me, but I do still quite like them sometimes. Like I do like being scared. This is in this... the right mindset. Yeah. Like I like being scared when I've got people <laughs> with me. Told hands. My yeah. parents let me watch Poltergeist about the age of nine. Well, it's, you know, first you play Doom, then you watch Poltergeist. I know, you're quite right on that one. No, that was a bit much for me, especially because we still had all the old tellies, so they'd go on static. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) So, like, the telly would go on static and I'd run away to play Doom. (laughs) Your safe space. My safe space, yeah. Are you looking at pictures of that one now, too? Yeah, that's actually exactly it. I, so I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the classic horror films. I, I don't know any of them. No Elm Street, no Chainsaw, no Friday the Thirteenth. Like none of this, and I'm yeah. perfectly okay with that. Um, I had to watch Scream in Summer I Camp, which Scream. is also shady decision on that is a shady decision though. Yeah, yeah, by the Summer Camp counselors. But I watched Scream and I got through the first scene. You know the iconic like Let's Kill Drew Barrymore scene. Yeah. And I had I still have nightmares about that. So Do I you? Oh it. god! I mean, that was awful that first scene, actually. See, I I um, it's not it a horror awful. film. It's not. Yeah. Um, there's there's something that's 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 not even remotely scary, but it caused me to have the worst nightmare of my entire life to the point that I was still it remember this. Willy, what the new Willy Wonka's with those no, lumpers? No, no. I'll tell you what it was. So I was five. Um, when this, oh, when no. I watched this movie, and we had it on v- one VHS, and I think my mum had to sell it because I refused to watch it after I had this nightmare. Because I still remember this nightmare to this day. It was Barbie in the Nutcracker. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and what scared me is right at the very end, the Rat King, who is like the, the big bad throughout this entire thing. Right at the very end, he magically like grows and he grows enormous to the point that he's like he's gigantic. Although I watched it again recently, he doesn't grow that big. But uh, when I was five, he grew enormous, and that just terrified me to the point that I started dreaming about rats in um like and trying to get away from these rats and i still remember this nightmare to this very day but i was five um and yeah my mum was like okay you're never watching that movie again because i got so scared um by it um but i watched it again recently after nearly 20 years and it's like i can watch this again i'm okay now (laughs) you know when something um terrifies like it's not it's not a logic logical terror but Mm. you're so young and it terrifies you to a point that you do not want to go near it again i've because i knew that i it caused this nightmare i just did not want to go near it and so i finally sat down and watched it and i was like okay i can enjoy this again because i do have good memories of it there are some sections of the movie that i have really good memories of but yeah it was just this point where this rat grew huge and it just terrified me to a point where i had the worst nightmare of my entire life Oh, your next Halloween costume, giant inflatable rat. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Gotta be. So, um, has anyone here watched Watership Down? 
Yes. Nope. I refuse to. I know oh, it's what horrendous. happens in that. I know, I no know, idea. but That's I'm not. That's a kid's movie, guys. That's a kid's movie. Yeah, uh, no idea. Techno has never watched it, and he was watching a video of some guys that go through like special effects animations on YouTube, and he turns around to me and goes, I've never watched Watership Down. I'm like, oh, all right. The lovely I'm rabbit movie. Some, like clips of it now, and it is absolutely terrifying. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and you're 30. What is that it? Was, that was for kids. Google it. Oh, okay. <laughs> On it. I already have a tab open. Next. Watership down. But I was about to say as well, like, because I think they've remade this oh, recently. I haven't seen the have. remake, but do you remember like the movie The Witches? Because the movie The Witches was really scary. Mm, I loved absolutely. it as well, but it was yeah, scary. I, don't, I can't I was, type this fast. Hold on. <laughs> I was scared of the book of The Witches because in The Witches book, there was a picture of the witches with like the wigs oh off my and everything, God. and I, I, I had to like cover the picture when I, whenever I read the book, I had this? to cover the picture because it scared me so much. It's terrifying. Yeah. What is this? Which one? Which one? The witches. Well, actually, <laughs> the both of them. You yeah, might be looking, looking at the new images. witches. There's an older witches, so which it was, was when we were kids. Yeah. Well, it's it's the the it's, it's a book by Roald Dahl, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's no Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it's certainly <laughs> no James and the Giant Peach. I mean the um um. There are some which are like they're not scary in of itself, but when you are older and you go back to it, I think it's the twits that the what happens to them is actually horrifying. It oh is. yeah, I loved that book, but I remember reading it. I was like, Jesus Christ! If, it, if anybody who's not aware of what happens to the twits, they are these. This is this couple who are really, really horrible people, and they um get super glue on their head and then they do a handstanding competition i can't remember why they get super glue what? on their head or oh um i think it's they they pretend that it's like a, a bird having pooed on them and it's actually super glue and they stand on their heads to do something i can't remember what but they get stuck to the floor and they shrink into their own bodies and it's just like this is a children's book. This is actually yeah. horrifying. Roald Dahl was pretty twisted. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I thought in the twits, I can't remember anymore. I thought the twits was like they, someone like glues all their furniture to the ceiling because yes, that's to, like, it. That's why they stand on their heads. Yeah, so they glue and on then they. That's yeah. why they stand. Yeah, yeah right, that's right. why they stand on their heads so that they are the right way up again. Yes, that was correct. And then, but then because they've got the super glue on their heads, which they don't put on it, the I think it's the kids who the they're kids, terrorizing yeah. do it. They do it, and um, yeah, they stand on their heads so that they're the correct way up again. And yeah, their heads shrink into their necks, their necks shrink into their shoulders, and it's like, yes. oh my god, Roald Dahl's like actually, I think he's like actually quite sadistic with like some of these stories <laughs> but they as a kid i loved him loved yeah them. those books were but yeah the slavery Wait, of those kid. poor umpa lumpers lives matter those types of books right they're both for children and the adults that are reading them for the children perhaps yeah, yeah. where the yeah, adults definitely. are getting a very different picture than the kids are. <laughs> oh definitely yeah. i love those yeah. kinds of, of shows and, and and things where it's like you've got two different viewpoints so that you can enjoy it again in a different way when you're older. Yep. That's yes. what I love about it is that you go back to it and you're like, oh, I never saw this. I never it's saw like anything. Of, yeah. Most of the Disney movies, when you go back, I watch them with the kids and I'm all like, 
that's a dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the dirty jokes. <laughs> Especially the dirty jokes. I'm like, I just laughed at that because the adults were laughing. I didn't actually realise what they were laughing at, though. <laughs> Mommy, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just laugh because like, apparently that's funny, so I better laugh than when you get older. <laughs> It's a sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's uh, maybe a natural point that we've come to. Um, I've just realised, <laughs> though, I do, I do, I have realised I haven't given a guinea pig um, tip. Yes, we need our guinea pig. So, um, given the theme and given the fact that we've been talking about costumes, um, should you decide to dress up said guinea pig, um, then you need to ensure that um it is not too tight around their neck because their necks are very like squished up against their body so it can be difficult to tell like where it sort of is but also that they can escape from the costume so uh if you uh want to get a costume make sure it you take pictures very quickly and you don't keep the pig in for too long because it can be quite um uncomfortable for them and might hurt their spine um but a short amount of time is fine for them. Um, also, pumpkins don't have very much nutritional value for guinea pigs. So if you're going to feed them get pumpkin, don't give them an entire pumpkin and leave it at that. They need other things as well. Or give them a little bit of the pumpkin at a time. Um, but yeah, that is my Halloween That's guinea pig tip. What about the guinea pig dressing up segment? You really sound like you're talking from experience. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, I watched a YouTube video where somebody was dressing up a guinea pig um, and one of the... um, They were rating the different outfits and one of the... um, So so a lot of them were, were like... Um, a little bit tight around the neck but she was also judging them on how easy the guinea pig could be uh self yeeted out of the costume she didn't throw yeet the guinea pig out the guinea pig i'm using her words i'm using her words um (laughs) but yeah so um uh, there was this amazing video where um this guinea pig was dressing up as an avocado a shark and a lobster it was very adorable um (laughs) But yeah, um, so we wanted to do some shout-outs. Who would like to do the shout-outs this time? I will do one of them. We would like to give a massive shout-out to the Two Drunk Flings podcast. Please go and check them out. They have some fantastic content. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, um, we'll give them a shout-out. They haven't asked for it, but the uh, the Game Over Man podcast as well, who are quite closely linked to the Two Drunk Flings, um, but they talk about retro games. Just shouting out to Kitty, who is a lovely streamer who streams. I, I'm try- I want to say Blood Bowl and other games, but I believe she does sure stream some other games. I think she does um, some Dead by Daylight. She uh, does, yeah. She's a lovely up. streamer. Please go check her out and make sure you give her a follow. Doesn't cost anything. <laughs> Hit the button. And please don't forget to check out Dizzy Bess. Misspelled tree and seriously, I'm a giraffe on Twitch. And hit that button and give them a follow. We would love to see you around. And we will so we will see you in the next episode, which will be in November. And uh, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>